0: For our final episode, we have a short story about pigeon people, written by Maya Comer and performed by Tina Chow, Justin Yu, and Jenny Wrong. She was lying down with a shroud covering her head. Or was it a blanket? Although her world was dark, she could sense that something was wrong. Something offsetting was happening around her. She slowly peered over the edge of the shroud. The room was damp gray cement. Partially lit from a source she could not see. "'There were four chairs facing her. "'Seated in those four chairs were people, "'but each one had the head of a pigeon. "'They sat, staring at her unblinkingly. "'She stared back. "'She slowly slipped off of the cot she had been lying on, "'tiptoed towards the door behind the pigeon people "'that she swore had not been there seconds before. "'Their bodies remained stiff and rigid in their seats, "'but their heads turned to follow her as she moved.' They were always watching. Once she was through the door, she found herself to be in a field of tall red corn. She could not recall corn stalks ever to be red, but the color of arbitrary plants was the least of her concerns at the moment. She knew, though she didn't know how, the pigeon people would be back with a vengeance. Looking around, she saw a mountain off in the distance, far down the row of corn. She set off towards it, She had hardly walked twenty feet when the ground under her lurched. She began to run, but the ground was swallowing up her feet with each step. Too scared to look back, she continued staggering forward. The cornstalks were rustling wildly as if in a heavy wind. She chanced to glance behind her and gasped. (gasps) A vaguely humanoid beast made entirely from cornstalks was lumbering after her. As it walked, it absorbed more cornstalks from its immediate vicinity, adding to its already gargantuan size. She ran faster, but her efforts seemed to be becoming more and more futile as she sunk deeper into the ground. A thought suddenly occurred to her the way she knew to ward off evil. Row, row, row your boat, she sang, gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream stopped pursuing her to listen. She sang again, more loudly. Row, 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 your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. As she sang these words, the cornstalks that had comprised the creature all floated up into the sky, briefly forming the outline of a rabbit, before drifting softly to the ground. She kicked one stalk, tentatively, but it behaved as any normal red cornstalk should have. Across the ground a few feet away. Satisfied, she continued on her way towards the mountain. As she got closer, however, she realized it was not nearly as large as it had seemed from a distance. In fact, it appeared to only be around ten feet tall. As she soon realized, the summit of the mountain was, in actuality, the roof of a tall building, It was also night now, and the city which surrounded her was lit brightly with neon signs, glowing pink, green, and orange. Somehow she knew that the answer for conquering the pigeon people lay at the bottom of the building. She walked over to the ledge of the roof and gazed down. A large puddle which reflected the city lights like a mirror lay in the middle of the street. She took a deep breath, ran, and jumped. She fell towards the puddle, seeing her scared, dark face reflected for a fraction of a second before she hit the ground, and her world shattered. She landed among the aisles of a supermarket. Faceless shoppers moved around her, never speaking. Her skin was embedded with shards of glass. A trickle of blood ran into the crook of her arm before dripping onto the floor, turning acid green the second it hit the surface. She knew what she needed was close by, but she had landed in the aisle selling rhinoceros food, and disheveled basketballs. She scooted into the next aisle. She didn't much care for disheveled basketballs anyway. Here it was, what she was looking for. She had found a rifle, the same one her uncle used for hunting. She knew exactly how to load it, and climbed through the empty window of the supermarket with the gun under her side. She was poised to attack, her bare feet stung with pain when they hit the ground. She'd stepped directly on a nest of biting snake worms, whose teeth sliced her soles like razors. She screamed and ran down the street, rifle in hand. A short time afterwards, she realized that the road down which she was running wasn't a road anymore. It was a canal, and she was running on the surface of the water. She glanced down, and a goblin shark grinned up at her from underneath the smooth, dark water surface terrified, she sprinted towards her house at the end of the street. She leaped up the front porch steps and slammed the door shut behind her. Her house seemed normal enough, although she was fairly certain the couch in the living room belonged to her grandmother. She crept down the hallway to her parents' room, sensing danger in the area. She found it in the form of two of the pigeon people lying in her parents' bed and staring blankly at the ceiling. She readied her gun The first shot went straight through the pigeon person in her mother's pajamas' eye, leaving a spray of blood on the wall behind it. The second shot left a dark cavity in the other pigeon's chest. Satisfied that they were dead, she went back out into the hallway and into the room her younger sisters shared. Two more of the pigeon people were in her sisters' places, on their bunk beds. With another two shots, she left them dead in a tangle of bloody sheets. Her job was complete. She wandered back out at the front door, singing to cleanse the house of evil. Row, 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 your boat! She paused. Four people, all brandishing handguns, were aiming at her. The suspect has the stolen weapon in hand, muttered one of the men. Gently down the stream. The people before her seemed hostile. She raised her rifle to her shoulder. We heard gunshots from within the house. Do we have clearance to shoot? The man muttered again. She aimed and shot at the woman on the far end, but missed. Life is but pain burst from her stomach, her shoulder, her thigh, her jaw, crimson roses briefly bloomed on her body, but collapsed as quickly as they came as she fell to the ground. The world flashed red, then blue. Somewhere where the houses sit in orderly rows. Where the people go about their insignificant lives merrily dealing with their small mishaps behind closed doors, falls a broken body beneath a street light. The victim unique in that her soul was not paradise. She was something dark and twisted, complex and beautiful, yearning to be awakened, fighting to be freed from a life that was but a dream.